0: Yeah, man. What's happening, everybody, man? Fucking good to be back. Back like back, you love. Back that ass up. Back to the lecture at hand. Let me clear my throat. Spinning like a spinner. (laughs) Does anybody have one of those? I got them for my kids. Shit, there's some people that have them for themselves, huh? I'm just spinning. This is how bored I am. I'm so bored i use the spinner bro no longer the tablet i'm addicted to the spinner rooney that's right big dog i like spinning too bro <laughs> the spinner and the romper don't forget me spinning with my romper on get the fuck out of here with that bullshit that stuff is for kids right anybody over 25 i'll even go lower. Anybody at boating age man, that's using a spinner is your fig and a rumper as well. I would never wear a rumper. Shout out to the Dice Man. <laughs> what up, everybody? Yeah, man, dude. Back, man. Real quick, let me announce some shows. We are in Tempe. That's where I'm from right now. That's where I'm from. <laughs> that's where I'm from. Carnal, I'm from Tempe, Arizona, Holmes. Yeah, the family's originally from Phoenix, but we moved over here kind of on the border of Scottsdale, Carnal, where I live. <laughs> I'm right here at, uh, uh, what is it? Tempe Palms? It's a badass hotel, man. So, uh, yeah. So here in, uh, Tempe, Arizona kicked off the first show last night with myself hosting and, uh, Martin Rizzo, AKA Cat Spleen, the fat chick killer, AKA the next victim. Where is she? <laughs> Where's the next victim? <laughs> and, uh, Chris Storen. Hey, uh, what's up, bro? Uh... It's glad to be back on the road, bro. <laughs> and Felipe the Fool God Goddamn dog. <laughs> Enough said. So, yeah, we're out here at the Tempe Improv. Uh, tonight we have uh, two shows, which I uh, will release a podcast after, so I apologize. But you'll still get information for the Saturday and Sunday show. And that's right. Uh, Tempe Improv. Um, what are the dates, bro? It's the 18th through the 21st. And on the 23rd of uh, May... The rest of the shows for May. Um, I have Dia de los Puercos in West Covina. That's going to be a show from uh, 8 to 10 p.m. And uh, Dia de los Puercos is located on 22 South Citrus Street in West Covina, California, 91791. You can call them for details at 626 331 3357. And it's going to be a cool show. Me, myself, Martin Rizzo, Flaco. Back in action. Back from the emergency room. I'm back, bro. It's been a while, bro. Uh, I'm going to make the show, bro. <laughs> and we'll be there from um, 8 to 10 p.m. And, yeah, so that's uh, the 23rd of May, Tuesday, at Dia de los Puercos, located on 22 South Citrus Street, West Covina, 91791. Uh, what else have we got the following day? I'll be in Riverside. Riverside, motherfuckers. And that's uh, Wednesday, the 24th of uh, May. We'll be there at theconcertlounge.com. That's where you can get your tickets. They're five bucks. Five bucks at the door. It'll be a cool show. Uh, Shit starts at 8, so roll out. Please, pretty please. Also, man, uh, we're going to be at the Irvine Improv, and that's going to be from the 25th through the 28th. And you can get tickets for that at www.com. Irvine improv.com backslash Felipe Esparza, I believe, or you can go to Felipe's world.com and get tickets there for that show. So yeah, man, that clears up the month of, uh, May 23rd. Oh, and, uh, feeling good, man. Feeling good. I hope you guys are good out there, man. A lot of crazy shit's going on. It's always like crazy shit, huh? Korea's going to bomb fucking the Russians.
1: Yeah, we're going to gonna have to get an inquiry here on a Trumpo. He is colluding with the Russians. Ain't nothing worse than a threat from the Bolsheviks, you know. The Kremlin once again has uh, their uh, meddling fists in our domestic political affairs. And I believe, based not only on our Constitution, that this is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Ms. McConnell pops up. Who are we going to impeach? Clinton?
0: ba bam ba bum Also, rest in peace. <laughs> please, please. Rest in police. Rest in police. Rest in police. That's like a, a Russian hall. Yes, rest in peace, bro. Please, no rest in peace. It's not the Russian who speaks. it. Armenian. Rest in pieces. How about the racist pieces? Buttercups. <laughs> rest in peace, uh, Chris Cornell. That sucks, man. It's a fucking uh, bummer, dude. I'll be honest with you, man. I've never been into that dude's music. Not that I fucking uh, am anti that dude's music. I'm a punker, dude. That's how I came up. Only album I have from like a Seattle-based band will probably be uh, Nirvana, their first record. Oh, and Zeke, dude. They were badass. Uh, Who else? That's about it, man. Just a fucking story I heard in Seattle about uh, Led Zeppelin and shit. I guess, you know, that comes in Hammer of the Gods. The dudes are over there by some hotel where there was like fucking right close to the ocean. The guys were fucking uh, jamming up this chick with a fish. So check out that book, Hammer of the Gods. Fucking the Led Zeppelin saga. But I heard, uh, oh, uh, as far as uh, since we're talking about Seattle music, you know what I'm saying? Sub Pop, uh, always we go to the uh, Seattle airport. They have a cool little fucking pop-up store there. I had a fucking cool sub-pop pin on the back of my backpack, my old backpack. I got a new backpack now. And uh, I had a pin in there, but when it went through uh, the x-ray thing at uh, the uh, airport, the x-ray machine on the conveyor belt by TSA, shout out, it got torn off, dude. I was like, fuck. And then I found it, but, you know, no pin, not that sticky part that sticks to the back of that little gold piece. So I was like, fuck, a spearless pin, no good, you know, I had to throw it away, as they say. So yeah, R.I.P. Chris Cornell. Uh, Oh yeah, the little uh, the uh, the story I was gonna say is uh, I was talking to Joe Diaz on the phone one time. This is a long time ago, bro. Probably about ten years ago, maybe seven, seven years, seven maybe eight. I was uh, having a conversation with Joe Diaz and telling him I was gonna go to Reverend Horton Heat show. And those of you that know who the Reverend Horny Heat show who the Reverend Horny Heat show who the Reverend Horny Heat is, it's a uh, pretty much the godfather of Psychobilly. It's like a cross between uh Rockabilly and Punk Rock, but he's a badass dude. Badass fucking dude, uh full-time gospels, an album the first one smoke 'em if you got em, is a badass album has cool ass songs in there eat steak eat steak eat a big old steer eat steak eat steak do you have one here roberto duran eats a steak before a fight because he has a lot of f- strength and a lot of mighty mind but full uh full custom gospels badass too bells of cocaine falling from a fallen plane i don't know about you but i think i'm just saying <laughs> that's if uh if the lyrics are correct but again straight from the dome ladies and gentlemen no outline here to speak of so yeah um i was uh, i told uh coco i'm all yeah dude i'm going to a uh a, a reverend horny heat show and he's all Come on, bro. what bro we you- they used to be up there in Seattle because I guess Joey Diaz used to live in Seattle before he came to LA. And he was like, Yeah, bro, they fucking they used to open up a
1: fucking sound garden all the
0: time, cocksucker. Yeah, up in Seattle. You don't think I know about music, cocksucker. And I was like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Because those are some of the obscure bands. Like the other day, um, not obscure, I mean, they got the fucking audience. But, you know, ain't no fucking the Lady Gagas and Bruno Marses of the world and shit. Or even the fucking sound gardens of the world that were fucking popular, you know what I mean? Household names and shit, everybody got the CD, or most people. I gotta get that CD, it's on a major label. I heard it on the top ten uh, uh, billboard, yeah. I got it. yeah, I only listened to the top ten. Oh, well, I slipped down to the hundreds, but you know, I gotta get the new stuff. It gets shoved down everybody's throat, so uh those are just the bands like that I used to love, like rancid and shit. I put a queers uh song um up on uh, Facebook that was cool, and uh yeah man fucking um uh, that's that's what's up with that, so that was kind of cool, so that's the only really memory I have about even talking about that man dude, but respect to his family and hopefully man, fuck man, whatever fucking happened, dude you know what I mean they're saying you know it's a big old mental disease thing uh. In America, with you know suicide pills and guns and all that fucking shit. Me, I don't even take any pills and shit. Like that one motherfucker that takes Viagra, huh? Damn, I'm a fuck I can't
1: because <laughs> I already
0: get dependent on that shit. I already you know like, uh,
1: dude, try it, dude, cause your dick it gets super big, dude, when you try it, it gets bigger than it is and shit, dude. Fucking blood flow, dude. Fucking, uh! Randy, macho man, Randy Savage, yard on. god damn
0: so yeah man you don't want to be dependent on anything dude shit aspirin for crying out loud you know it's all psychological i guess you know everybody knows what's best for you so yeah with that being said man that's all that's cracking i mean there's a lot of shit cracking i just came back from mexico but i'm gonna do a whole episode the food is fucking outstanding went to the first night What did we do? We just hung out at my cousins and fucking puffed hookah and drank when I went to Porfirio's right there in Mexico City by Polanco. The cool thing there was uh, the fried octopus, which I had last time, but the uh, fried octopus that was the baddest that I had last time was at the Sonora Grill. Didn't get to go to that spot, but just fucking a lot of moving around, man. A lot of moving around. The next day, where did we go? Where did we go? Um, Well, That was Thursday. So where did we go Thursday. Fuck, I forgot. But we hit all those spots. We went to Chochimilco this time. Chochimilco. If you know what it is, they have a bunch of, you know, like over there in Paris, Italia. A bunch of, uh, like, I don't know, like canoe boats or like, you know, uh, man-powered um boats or uh, like i don't know pontoon boats i guess really or or old school wood pontoon boats dog and partying on one of those that was friday saturday was my cousin's uh graduation sunday the Carnassada. monday what did we do went downtown first time up there in uh the uh i uh latin american uh, building which was originally the first uh First uh tallest building in Mexico City back in the 50s, I believe, or 60s. But, uh, oh, yeah, the second day we went downtown, went to Palacio de Bellas Artes, and what else did we do over there? Oh, I went to the Palacio Nacional. Both of them had Diego works, but, yeah, man, we'll definitely, or I will definitely inform you and all that stuff, you know? And what else? What else? Oh, Chochimilco. Oh, yeah, Frida's house again. But this time I went to uh, Diego Rivera's house, which has that little bridge to a... Frida's house, so that was cool, that was a house I lived to before they moved to uh, Frida's house, which is in Coyoacan, which was originally her parents' house, and I guess they died, and, uh, and I, Diego Rivera bought it, and then they moved in there together and lived for like 15 years, but nevertheless, just a little stuff that's been going on. A little bit of stuff, that's it. No, there's a lot of shit in between. If you cut it up day by day, but you just keep on fucking rambling and shit, uh, you just you know you just touch on the shit that comes to your head, dude, you know what I mean? Shit. Maybe you should outline it, be a little bit more organized, Rodrigo, or you said you were drunk, Rod Drinko. <laughs> But today on the podcast, Tonight, when it's released, it's going to be released today tonight. Well, right now, right? Right when you listen to it, don't worry about it. Somebody in the background playing the fucking piano. We have the infamous, the unbothered, the man from uh, I believe he's from Arizona. I want to say Tucson, maybe even Tempe though. But he's an Arizonian, you know. Uh, controversial. He talks a lot of shit. And we had a good conversation, dude. He, you know, he invoked uh, that he's gay. <laughs> he'll tell. He'll let you know. I'm not. You know, I was in, That's. I just wanted to have a conversation with the guy, dude. And we had a good one, dude. And one thing I was gonna say with the last two podcasts. Being this one included, was dude, when I did the Sheikidelic and uh, E Zone podcast over there at B Real TV, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, like after the first 15 minutes, the weed just started hitting me. That shit clobbered me. It clobbered me like fucking Klitschko, fucking jamming up fucking Chris Ariola. Just do 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 do
1: do 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 do.
0: Just fucking me up, dude. It was fucking me up. It just fucked me up. Uh, I mean, I was after that. I was just like, <laughs> like I was just wrecked. That shit was kicking my ass, dude. And it was good, bud. Good, bud. Good ass, bud, man. That shit was whoa, my god, dude. And uh, I was just I'm, I apologize I don't know, I don't know if anybody complained but whatever the fuck you know I'm, you know I was just doing my thing having a conversation with dudes having some laughs and shit and even uh, Ty Rivera man I was stoned as hell I was just looking at that fool I mean, he was all having a good time laughing and shit you know and uh, again I was clobbered during during that podcast and that's this one <laughs> shit motherfucker clobbered me like fucking Anthony Joshua clobbered Klitschko that brother respect to that fool man shit his little win on April twenty ninth. Fucking IBF and WBA. Super heavyweight champion from the UK.
1: Yes, I love Anthony Joshua here from Morrissey. Forever only saying my uh, Catholic name.
0: (laughs) He's an English brother. Hello. I came out to knock out Klitschko. Uh, So, yeah, man. Uh, We have Ty Rivera is on the podcast. And he's a cool dude. Stand-up comic. I've known him a long time. Met him days ago, dude. But it's one of those... Fools that you just fucking, uh, you keep it cool with. And he's never had any problems. Straightforward. Always chill. You know, well-reserved. You fucking hell of a fucking, um, a falcon and shit. A hawk. Uh, uh, a champion of, uh, people's rights that knows no bounds. Uh, Unorthodox. Unbothered. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please, uh, put your hands together for Mr. Ty Rivera. Yeah, man.
2: burning down down by the riverside down by the riverside down by the riverside i'm gonna lay my
1: burden down say your line before you do yep. I know. Yeah, a, <laughs> yeah.
2: look, look, what do you have in your bag jesus christ that sounds heavy
0: oh dude i got my laptop in there too All i got
2: right.
0: the whole i got the whole fucking studio in there dog You know, the headphones, which I don't have on.
2: Sometimes Uh, I have to travel with my shit, too, and I'm the same way. I carry it in a backpack just like that and, yeah, my laptop. So I kind of should have known what was already in there, so... I know the deal.
0: Yeah, but that's what the fuck is in there, man. I want to carry everything in there. I want to utilize everything, the time, like, you know, getting a hold of you because yesterday and we've been wanting to make this happen for a long time. Thank you very much, by the way, for uh, fucking taking your time out of your busy schedule, Mr. Rivera. Of course. And you Uh, know
2: what? The truth is, lately it has been busy. You know, like a lot of times I joke like that. But lately, if I'm not on the road, if I'm not working on like the the business side of comedy trying to book shit trying to make sure that you know people are gonna be there when i actually am booked in places Fuck
0: yeah keeping it going yeah, yeah. You're your own manager, you're your own your your own entity. You got to yeah. do it yourself.
2: And then I have my podcast, Unbothered by Ty Rivera, available on SoundCloud and iTunes. But um, That's what's up, people? <laughs> Listen. Yeah, Unbothered by Ty Rivera, and it's fun. But like the thing is, uh, I recently had a friend tell me because he's been working with YouTube a lot. Okay, and he was like, "You really need to start like putting all your episodes on." youtube and make sure you do that as soon as possible so i had to upgrade the internet at my place because i was on a slow upload connection and then uh i had to i've been just uploading like all of my stuff to youtube so that's been taking a lot of time too
0: how many episodes you got on um
2: 30 32 or no 36 36 and yeah and so i have to make these little clips so that they they have something to show you know and it's It's a lot of work. It's a lot more than, you know, just... Being a comic, which it's I thought was going to be the job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, that's the thing, man. Fucking comedy is a whole other animal, dog. It's fucking, you know, it's relationships. It's getting on the fucking phone. I mean, unless you got, you know, I don't I don't know. I've never had it. But, you know, I've heard of people who have like top rate management or whatever that does the yeah. job for you. And even then I heard it still fucking work. So it's always work, 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 work. Yeah, it really is. And invoking you know, that ethic, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. And sometimes you'll have a manager because I've had a few managers, uh, no names, That have uh, slowed me down more than they've helped. Damn. Because they've been like, okay, you, I don't need you doing any of this stuff. Let me handle all of this side of it. And so I'll be like, okay, well, here you go. Here's the people I want you to get in contact. Then you talk to them two or three weeks later and you're like, okay, so did you contact the people that, you know, because they'll come back to you with their list of things that they want you to do. Oh, hell yeah. And then they they'll be like, OK, did you do your stuff? And it's like, yeah, I did exactly what you told me. Did you get in contact with the people that I asked you to hit up? And they're, oh, I'm sorry, I'll do that. And it's like, OK, Damn. now I'm three weeks behind. But you're not trying to trip because you figure their management and they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. So then it comes to like a month or two of them not doing the like what you need them to do. And it's like, all right, now you're putting me behind
0: fucking you up fucking up the fucking the cycle dude the fucking momentum dude fucking uh gotta keep that shit going dude and fucking
2: and you really have to make contact with people as soon as you get a chance because you know how it goes like a lot of times even by now everybody's already booked up for the rest of the year
0: oh fuck yeah dude and a quick question or the question as soon as we fucking started mentioning um uh I'm bothered by Ty Rivera. Uh, what the fuck, dude? Like, uh, what made you start a podcast? Because, me, I got, like, you know, whatever the fuck, not to just fucking hop in, in yeah. uh, with uh, what you're going to say in your response, but I got kind of like not forcing it but, Hey, this motherfucker's going to do it. I'm like, I am. All right, motherfucker. So, but it's cool, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself. Uh huh. But on your aspect, like, what the fuck drove you to, like, you know, you know what? Fuck this.
2: Because, to tell you the Cause truth, you're a
0: very outspoken dude and an honest dude
2: yeah to tell you the truth because of my personality uh and the fact that i'm not afraid to get into it with people when when it has to happen i have a lot of people that lie about me oh yeah and i have a lot of people that will start like i'll give you an example not too long ago a comic friend of mine was at a festival he saw another comic that knows me and he was like oh yeah i'm really good friends with ty rivera And the other comic was like, oh yeah, Ty Rivera has actually said a lot of really hurtful things to some of my friends. And I know the guy. And my thing is, yeah, I've said hurtful things to your friends. After they tried to say hurtful things to me. So if you punch me in the chest, you can't get mad if I sock you in the face.
0: Oh, yeah. dude, you these know? motherfuckers over here trying to fucking evoke hell and then have you like not fucking scratch back.
2: Exactly. I'm supposed to just take it, you know. Yeah. So these people go back and paint it like they're victims. And it's like, no, you weren't a victim. Technically, you were the aggressor. I just was better <laughs> at it. So I was like, if I put out a podcast, then I can make it so these people, because I'll give both sides of the story. And then on my podcast, I don't mind telling people, like, this is where I was an asshole. You know what I mean? So that they get the full story. It's like, this is what they did. This is what I did.
0: Right. There's two sides to every story. There's yeah. be fair go and impartial down. with the response. It, it mean? did
2: go down. And I did say that. And, you know, but this is why I said it. And then there was also all the social media stuff. And I got tired of typing all the time. <laughs> we're serious (laughs) yeah and so i was like if i can just put this all on a podcast because you know i've been very vocal about the fact that you know i'm not a supporter of black lives matter (laughs) and it's not the 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 movement or the idea because as soon as you say you're not a supporter of black lives matter you're
0: immediately a bigot
2: yeah and you're racist you know you don't get it and whatever else the other side i'm brown in america so (laughs) i kind of get it you know, I mean like and being black is its own thing. I'm not saying black and brown are the same because right. a lot of times, you know, we were allowed in where black people weren't. And that's where some of the resentment comes from between black and brown.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that, dude. Then that that goes that gets overshadowed with just a statement like "all, all uh, black lives matter" and I don't believe in that bullshit. Yeah. Oh, you know what do I you mean?
2: Well, we were allowed to fuck their daughters before black people were. <laughs> like, <laughs> when it comes to white people, it's just true. You know what I mean? Like oh, it wasn't sure. considered like the same kind of interracial dating. Right. Being right. Latino dating a white person it's, as it was black person. What can
0: I say, man? Um, it's more. Uh, it's it's. I don't want to say the word acceptable because it's, it's still taboo, I guess, in a sense. But uh, it's surgery um, with a nice scar left over. You know, you don't uh-huh. got that fucking, you know, that that rippled Frankenstein fucking uh, You don't have to wound. tell me about
2: surgery. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, dude?
0: And it's like because it, it's like the thing is, it's like and it is it's weird, especially being Mexican. So We totally really. A delicate line of going to either side being accepted and oh yeah i'm down with you guys or fuck you know what i mean ty um uh, yeah. fuck it you know um uh, we can just fucking go back and forth and, and like uh in essence just fucking uh close it in on what you said it's there's a difference it's not just like uh it's very gray not uh, black and white
2: yeah and the, well the thing is uh so there's that and like my thing was when it comes to black lives matter when it comes to the lgbt movement cuz for anybody listening at home i'm openly gay um and mexican a double minority <laughs> 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 so what i say matters double just like <laughs> <laughs> but uh like the thing is Padale. being like you know uh those two movements specifically in in the recent more recent history um like when it comes to black lives matter and lgbt movement It's not that I don't agree with what they're saying in a lot of cases. I don't agree with the way that they're saying it or the way that they go about trying to get their point across.
0: You think that's some bullshit?
2: Yeah, like with uh, LGBT specifically, like when it comes to Black Lives Matter, it's like um, specifically shutting down Bernie while he's trying to talk and also going and disrupting Hillary while she's talking, too, when obviously having a Democrat in office is what it seems would be the most helpful to your guys' cause.
0: Yeah, in a mainstream uh, way.
2: It's kind of like, all right, well, now I don't know what you're doing because you're basically hurting both of the candidates that can help you oh fuck yeah and then when it comes to like you know little things that are everyday thi- not everyday things but things that affect the everyday person you shutting down the 101 i don't care who you are i'm not on your side because we need the 101
0: oh dude <laughs> all veins a freeway too man but what would ty rivera do if some of the fucking protesters stepped in front of him when he's sitting there fucking mashing through the 101
2: i wouldn't see them and i'd hit them <laughs> <laughs>
0: but that's cool though dude it's hip that you're fucking and it's not I don't think you're doing it to be a dick I think you're doing it like as far as Black Lives Matter they use a fucking formal uh uh uh, method of public discourse you know they could have had a meeting a press conference or like you know they got And i don't know if they were free because i didn't really know anything about it until the uh election started germinating and then they had the battle between the democratic candidates which was bernie and uh our girl hillary um and not saying i'm taking sides because fucking practically i don't give a fuck especially at this point Uh but um it was fucking. Uh, it was. That's how I found out about it. You know what I mean? And then you start finding out what the cause is about, who the leaders are, what they're doing, mm-hmm. and then also how they're getting the bad connotation from B- Blue Lives Matter after it got developed. Obviously, you know a voice on the other side. But there's uh, there's uh, definitely victimizations on both sides. But we're not seeing that shit. We're just seeing the fucking shit get plastered. You say. I don't believe in that bullshit. Motherfuckers get mad.
2: Yeah, and it, like when it comes... Get the
0: Kleenex uh, boxes, everybody. We need some.
2: <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Nobody
0: likes to hear the nasty truth, and it seems like you're an ambassador of that. Yeah, no, and I, I And I like that you that. take take that fucking uh, step to do so. You know what
2: I mean? Yeah, and I appreciate that, and it's I don't mind dude. it. I don't mind like, you know, the heat that comes with it. It's kind of punk
0: rock, dude. You're a rebellious motherfucker in that aspect.
2: Thanks, but you know, if you look at things like in real life, the only people that are calling me racist or liberal, people
0: (laughs) it's funny yeah man it's because
2: black people i mean like my podcast i've had
0: more
2: (laughs) (laughs) i've had more like black comics and comics of color in general on my podcast than probably anybody else so it's not like I'm just like an echo chamber in one way. Just hear what I say. I mean, like you can come on and talk about Black Lives Matter if you want to. And I don't have a problem with that at all. And when people talk to me about what their point of view is, I'm completely cool to just sit and listen to them and interject Freedom where of speech, I feel.
0: Dude, is what you exercise. Exactly. And promote.
2: Yeah. And if you're my Live. friend and you are all about Black Lives Matter and you want to go to the marches and stuff like that, I have no problem with that. I'm not going to join you. yeah but do your thing to do but yeah yeah. definitely express yourself the way you need to but like i said when it comes to like shutting down the freeway there's just different things that we need the 101 for oh yeah also like when you saw stuff like i think it was alabama where that that like two-year-old kid was trying to get to the hospital you know in the ambulance and they had shut down the freeway oh
0: it's always going to be a fucking tragedy on that side because you know you're fucking once that shuts down even with like fucking just looky-loos and shit Uh it fucks people's days up oh yeah and i mean shit just what happened on the fucking five the other day you know what i'm saying with that shit fucking Mm -hmm. those two people getting killed and whatever the fuck that fucked up shit for a whole day so i mean that's a five yeah i'm saying so um but what else? Um, oh, and then on their side, what I was going to fucking say, but I fucking lost my fucking train of thought. I don't know what the fuck's going on with me today, Ty River. All this fucking traffic, all this bullshit, I'm just fucking lost. But um, they will say, if we don't shut the freeways down, how else, if we shut them down, they're going to fucking hear us now and shit. They're going to have to pay attention
2: to our movement. Well, if I'm not on your side once I hear <laughs> you, <laughs> um, are you really helping yourself? You know, oh, yeah. like when it comes to, because I also mentioned LGBT, like when it comes to the LGBT community or LGBTQ or LGBTQQIAA or whatever it is that we're supposed to be at this point, I, again, I don't like that the way, I don't like the way that they talk to people. Like if you ask a question about a trans person, you know, like, because, a lot of america and i say this because i travel a lot of america so it's always you've
0: seen it a lot of motherfuckers are just by coastal and that's it
2: yeah and a lot of people really bother me with that cuz it's like you know they want to tell me what this country is like but they don't travel the country oh yeah you just sit on your computer but you want to tell me what the country is like well i'm actually out there working the places that a lot of straight comics don't want to work you know i mean like i'm 100 percent honest about that like sometimes people will try to come at me that way like one woman was like oh oh, you just a little struggle comic you know she was on (laughs) twitter and i was like well i don't know if you know how this works (laughs) <laughs> but oh my god dude! every comic you know is a struggle comic oh yeah you they know mean, outside of the really big people like bill burr chris rock you oh, yeah, know yeah. the we're, stars we're all just trying to oh, make yeah. shit happen yeah yeah don't, and i don't think don't twisted, any of us bitch. are delusional when <laughs> you know when i'm going to plentywood montana <laughs> i'm not feeling like a superstar oh yeah dude, you're gonna put in some work <laughs> yeah and so it's like when you travel the country one thing i've noticed especially being a gay comic is that People have a lot of questions and they really are more open to accepting other people than they get credit for. But it's just every time they ask a question, they get called a name. So that makes them less likely to be inquisitive and do the things that it's going to take for them to be on your side or understand you.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. That has a that's just like a fucking psychological barrier that's put up as soon. Mm-hmm. is that fucking shit is invoked found out or even thought of well it it's b- you get judged right walking up there you know what i
2: mean yeah but the thing is like i said because pe- i do really well it's not like i'm running around the country eating shit you know and-, and
0: let me give you an example of that and this is just me fucking um you know hearing a story but i seen you dude i knew what you were doing mm-hmm. and how you were fucking starting to smash it and mm-hmm. really fucking being thrown to the point where like what the fuck i don't know what it was like what the fuck motherfuckers you don't know what's up or what suck my dick <laughs> 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 but not really you know what i mean um, it's when they did that, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, uh, stand up revolution. Uh-huh. And fucking, uh, Alfred called me up or I was talking to him about it or whatever the fuck he's like. Nah, the one that had the best set was Ty Rivera. Dog.
2: Thanks. Thanks. And it's, yeah. And it, and it was, was like, great. Everybody,
0: no, you know, that was it. Uh, yeah.
2: No, the, doing stand up revolution was so great. Um,
0: that gave you a little fucking nice little fucking boost, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It gave me a, a nice boost and it got me, um, of that fucking momentum, dude. yeah, and it, it really did help out with working the road. And then Gabriel, you know, took me on a couple gigs, a couple of his, you know, like little mini three city things, and right, fuck so yeah. we did that kind of shit, and that was really great. But yeah, um, when it comes to people, a lot of times they just want to ask you a couple questions, and I'm very open to that, and I don't care <laughs> if they're dumb or you know, like the questions are like quote unquote dumb or childish or whatever as long as you ask me whatever you ask me with respect i'll answer your question right you know so and sometimes people just want to know how it works because to them it's so foreign you know and
0: oh fuck yeah dude
2: i definitely do get that on certain levels because i have a lot of trans friends and i had one of my friends jeffrey j on my podcast like a couple weeks ago maybe a month ago or something like that what up with that and he's a trans man. But so he was, you know, started off as a woman, now lives as a man. So when he started taking the hormones, the um, testosterone, for some reason that ended up making him a gay man. Oh, wow. Yeah, where he had been like a lesbian and then was going to be a man. So he got Transition to be- Transition number three. Yeah, so he got to be a straight man for a while. <laughs> you know, he was, he was just a straight man for a minute there. But then like right after that- he turned into a gay man
0: and what the fuck's up with that shit
2: well he said it's more common than most people would think and then another friend alex powers was kind of explaining it to me i guess she's knowledgeable about it she's a lesbian comic that works with mencia quite a bit oh damn um but she was telling me about it and she was saying that um it's kind of like your brain chemistry is just wired to be gay and that's it so when, you know... What tr-
0: you need to a, tr- a trigger to transition that fucking aid to that next transformation to the next level or...
2: You know, and I don't know if there's any way the to basis. ever straighten these motherfuckers out.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> what they're doing, or not what they're doing, but what the medication is for, the physical, is to catch up to the psychological or the mental. Yeah. And there's some chemical fucking imbalance or some shit can go fucking wrong or haywire and, like, fucking, you know.
2: Yeah, but I think the thing that would kind of tell you that it's not really a self-hating thing, which is what a lot of people think is that the people that I know um, that have turned out to be gay. Cause I have two friends that are, you know, trans and then turned out to be gay. And originally they were um, dating women. So like lesbians, you know what I mean? Okay. And I have two friends that are like that specifically and with them, they were, uh, they weren't at all bummed out by that it was just kind of you know once it happened they were like okay well then this is just where we're at but i still feel right about being in this body about now being tra- or transitioning to being a man you know so it, i don't know it's it, it but you take that and it's like me as a gay man people would assume that i just understand that well on a certain, I'm, I'm willing to accept it, and I don't have a problem with it at all.
0: Like, I'm crazy, but I am that fucking crazy. Yeah, but I don't understand <laughs> it. You know, I can't uh, say
2: I completely understand it. Yeah, so. just because
0: you're in the same... Um I guess fucking uh, circled into the, like a group of uh, people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like saying you're Latino, but what does Latino mean? Salvadorian, fucking Nicaraguan, fucking uh, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Mexican, you know what I mean? Like it's a yeah, whole and umbrella I don't know of the shit specifics of being Guatemalan the same, or you know, El yeah.
2: Salvadorian. I mean like I know I I don't even know the specifics of being certain parts of Mexican. There you go, dog. You know like I'm fucking Chicano mexican-american you know and grew up identifying as chicano and then at a point they took that away from us and decided that that was like it had a negative connotation and we weren't supposed to identify as chicano
0: like maybe like black pantherish or something
2: yeah, yeah.
0: it's a little too almost too strong the brown fist and then you know fucking the marches and even like you know i don't know how deep you are i never really seen that shit i've just seen pictures of it in school in college of course you know fucking uh taking courses but um it's fucking uh, – that's a whole another movement in and of itself that arose out of other movements. Like, you know, you, I was talking to my mom about this shit, and I don't know if motherfuckers talk about this, but I've, it's been mentioned even on social media too. With like people like Cesar Chavez or uh-huh. uh, uh, Dolores uh, Huerta that like uh, – they were like – they were for the rights of the farm, farm workers, but they didn't like um, – illegal undocumented they didn't like undocumented undocumented uh workers mm-hmm. or in essence scabs that went in there to fucking uh they had a name for them or they had a specific thing that they, they would do uh uh in order to uh stop that shit from uh disrupting their uh, own cause. Yeah, some Here of in America, you know, as English speakers.
2: Yeah, some of my theos were really big in the movement and then um you know, my dad was somewhat active in the movement when we were younger, but like um uh, that's why I grew up identifying as Chicano specifically you know like I was raised being Chicano and then Gene Pompa you know he's to the bone to the bone <laughs> Chicano to the bone uh and you know th- i think that's part of why we like each other so much and like play it so much on facebook together and that kind of stuff you know because we both identify as chicano which yeah. at a point did become vilified and then
0: what's up y- what and what's up with that because like i think that's that was like more like a 70s mexican-american thing right mm-hmm. and um uh what, what what do you think it was or do you think it's just uh to be i don't know lighter on the tongue and shit or like fucking less menacing what
2: i was told is at a point that chicano got um like kind of mixed up with cholo and all that kind of stuff and so a lot of people started thinking of chicano less as like that kind of movement or a political movement and more of a gangbanger type thing and so a lot of people moved away from Chicano because they were like, well, I don't want to be associated with that, which I fully do get because, you know, I'm my own thing and whatever else. But at the same time, I don't want to be confused with like gangbanger type or that kind of that's not the life I'm trying to live, you know.
0: And uh, as far as like being a, a, a Chicano, that was a whole like uh, that was brought about, like, you know, wasn't it college professors and teachers and uh, pretty much in essence trying to gain civil rights and shit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, in not, not only like the edu- education field, but in uh, social settings, right?
2: Yeah, and trying to...
0: Jobs and shit, like professionalism and stuff, and like trying to like transition over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and really trying uh, to
2: mix the two cultures, well, like well, being that, American and Mexican. Uh, totally. That's why I was Chicano, Integrating
0: you know? like, you know, um, kind of like, in essence, I'm going to have a say in it. Uh-huh. Like, you're not going to fucking scheme it up for me. Yeah, through a, you know our bureaucracy, which we respect. That's why we're here. But still, there's some identity that we got to throw in the mix, and like you know. Oh yeah, and definitely, you like know. you know,
2: it did. There was its own struggle, like because everybody,
0: we, like you know, not to interrupt you, like, but if you see these old places, like you know, International Sons of Italy, mm-hmm. those were all social clubs started back when, like, it was the majority, you know, white people, but you know, it still had the remnants of racism with like Italians the irish like mm. all the, the you know what i mean obviously um you know we've come a long way from the 1800s to like fucking 2017 but that was just some type of identity because there's like a lot of shit that was uh, identified with Chicano, like going back to that cholo thing. You start bringing in like, you know, lowriders and the gangs mm-hmm. and then the bad connotation is like, you know, you, you again, you want to have some formal discourse in the fucking and that's political arena, social arena. You want to fucking have some uh, a voice in, uh, and an identity.
2: Yeah, well, non-white people kind of built this country up like <laughs> we did all the work fucking chinese
0: on the railroads yeah as well I, as with fucking you know mexicans or what you want to say working
2: the fields and like oh, yeah. you know making sure the food was like you know picked and harvested and stuff like that a lot of times with latinos doing that oh, then black yeah, people obviously we know their role i mean like you know they built a lot of this country like you know where would white people have been if it dude. hadn't been for their slaves and fucking that's just cotton. true
0: that's that's fucking that's a- a capital that fucking started this motherfucker off right? yeah this that that's that old money those brothers be talking about you know say that's a real shit right there
2: yeah well that's, that's
0: america right there that's the muscle that's where all the bullets came from that's where the fucking they said, "Fuck this. We're gonna fucking build a White House."
2: Yeah, man. well, that's where a lot of the money fuck comes the from. That the the people in San Francisco that want to act so politically correct now, the white people. It's like your family was built on, you know. Like a oh, lot yeah, of you yeah. moved across the country now, but you a lot of t- in a lot of cases are Come from, from that. that old school.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. You even look at people like Al Gore, which I, you know, and uh, um, this shit just popped in my head as I go. I want to fucking keep the conversation flowing and shit, and interesting and shit, whatever the fuck. I don't know what the fuck was that with the little confession and all, but Al Gore traced back to old. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) old tobacco money you know what i'm saying Uh like those are the people like that would really run the fucking show come from all that shit i mean or uh, unless you know attached to some yankee um uh aristocracy dude you know bushes in essence you know yeah but now they want to tell us what
2: we can and can't say and it's kind of like oh you don't you have a problem with me being at least somewhat comfortable with the system that your ancestors put into place or you know the fact that I'm willing to joke about that or or poke fun at it a little bit like but you want to act like oh we're not supposed to talk about that well maybe that's your guilt that you don't want you know anybody talking about it.
0: Do you think it's just because they think it's gonna be the um, the beginning to crumble of the fucking you new know, this is what's going on but also back to what you were saying about this is their way to tell us they're trying to keep us quiet. Uh, I'm saying like they have always been keeping us quiet but this is another way to fucking keep us quiet oh yeah you know what that's, i'm saying another that's 100% what it another, is another uh, another seal on the on the on, on the jar you know what i mean
2: yeah that's 100% what it is
0: and to uh, say that like you know the more and more people keep digging into this all right what the fuck liberal motherfuckers not so liberal um they already uh, this guy these guys figured it out mm-hmm. no matter you know what i mean they, they figured, like you know
2: Well, there's always a reason that we're not allowed to talk about the things that we need to talk about It's one of the reasons that I'm not at all for any kind of censorship when it comes to language Like as long as like I said, as long as you talk to me with respect respect I don't care what you talk to me about and I don't care what words you use because for me I think now more than ever we actually need words in this country Oh fuck yeah, dude! Yeah, we need to have these conversations. We're having more
0: shares, more emojis, more less words, less words. Like fucking, is you know, as funny as that fucking may not sound, dude. Fucking, uh,
2: no, it actually does make a certain amount of sense that you know, like these emojis and stuff are dumbing us down and, uh, in a way, almost stifling the conversation. It's like we need to actually talk. We don't need to hide behind cute little emojis. And so like they're fun and I get it and I use them too. But at the same time, sometimes we need to actually talk. Sometimes it does need to be like, you know, like if you are in the middle of the country and you use a derogatory slang to describe a Latino, I am fine with that because it lets me know exactly where you are. And what it is if we're going to be friends that we need to work on. And that doesn't mean I need to sit you down and have some kind of like whole conversation with you about why that's offensive and stuff like that. Over time, you'll learn, which I've learned from a lot of my straight friends, you know, because I've been very patient with them in whatever word they use or whatever way (laughs) they joke. But then over time, they end up getting it and they're like, just from being around me. They begin to see how that might be disrespectful. And I don't even have to have a conversation with them about it. You know, the only time I had to have that conversation with, uh, well, I've had it with a couple of friends, but it's been the, where they didn't want to be seen with me because they felt like that people would think that we were fucking or something. Damn. And man, you're not that hot, The me. most base level I get with them is, yeah, I'm <laughs> not, anybody knows I'm not trying to fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. It's always like a fucking, like an out of shape. He was like, fuck those fags over there. It's like, I don't think they're after you. Per se, and it really is the
2: ones that we wouldn't fuck. That's what makes it insulting. (laughs) Uh, It's not the fact that you're saying. You know what I mean? It's just
0: standing up for to the Brad Pitts of the world. Yeah, you're not the
2: guy. You're not (laughs) the one that I'd fuck if I could. So don't worry, you're safe.
0: And uh, it's back to this liberal thing, dude. Like it's funny how it's like easy, like it's always and i'm not bagging on it maybe it's that way because maybe they're using a little bit of their capital to fucking you know make the world a better place some of them did it's probably maybe it's like the black lives matter movement it started out good now it's just full of shit dude um but these people like to me like what's a diverse liberty like i would be like you know that is married to somebody of the opposite not necessarily opposite race just not going the same traditional avenues uh-huh. as his ancestors or you know wherever he gets you know And that's great, but that doesn't
2: mean you're going to escape the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's fine. I get it. But that doesn't mean that the rest of us don't have stuff that we need to talk about and figure out. Because to me, that's a lot of what the problem is. Even when you look at like things specifically Black Lives Matter and that kind of stuff, when you look at that, it's kind of like if you look look at it objectively, you can somewhat understand where a lot of the resentment comes from. So, in order f- to get rid of that resentment, I think that some people need to come out. Like in some cases, our government needs to come out and outright apologize. Like not. But that's never
0: the style, and that'll never happen. Huh? Or like a ceremony, like a hundred years from now. Like you know what I mean? Like. Uh- you, uh, what can i say like put put in like a modern view like we'll never hear shit about the armenian gen- genocide like oh we're sorry for aiding these people or like mm-hmm. giving them money fucking work and trade with them not acknowledging it publicly oh yeah like you know individual councilmen or whatever so fucking raise a flag and they can say some shit but we'll never formally acknowledge it like you know and if we do and i'm um, saying we as a country or as a government yeah it's gonna be 200 years later and there's gonna be a little ceremony on channel five And the president then is going to be talking, put a medal on one of the fucking relatives or whatever the fuck.
2: I think right now with like social media and stuff like that, people are starting to realize how much power we actually have
0: as a group and in this in a in I i don't know but I, what i don't the,
2: like is social media starting to censor a lot of stuff too now which is very frustrating
0: well see that's the thing though dude like we're using a free format dude for instance like if you're using like uh facebook or something like that they're not they're gonna stay they send they 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 allow what goes in that feed or not you know what i mean mm-hmm. unless you're paying for some sponsored shit that you want it seen by all your friends and then suddenly use a certain hashtag you you have to pay for that shit for yeah. what you want it's not there's nothing free but you know and if you're going to use those avenues that's just going to be you know censored to a to a some certain type of degree oh yeah well even you know?
2: your um if you read because i've had um ads not accepted by facebook where i've been willing to pay for them to promote something
0: because it was something they didn't like
2: well it, it is in their guidelines but for me it was like if you have over a certain amount of text in your picture which or in your um clip then that will get your your ad denied too and that's what mine was and it was like i was at joker's comedy club so there was a big sign behind me that said jokers Mm -hmm. and that was considered too much text and it's like I can't do anything about the sign behind me. And it's not like, it just says jokers, you know, it's so like, they didn't let you submit or you couldn't even fucking put it out. because Yeah. they were, it, Like at first it went through like you would, you know, it was like, okay, your ad is under review or whatever. And then I got a message the next day that was like, oh, we can't run your ad after all, because it has 70%. I think it was 70%, 70% text in the, damn. And it was like, a sign behind me it's not like i put text into the
0: the link or the fucking you know flyer or whatnot
2: yeah but that's what it was you know but um through that of course you know because it says here's the guidelines and whatever and i was reading the guidelines and it does say like you know basically if you're saying anything that's considered profane or and it's like if you're deciding that that's Whoever it is you have in charge, it's their version of profanity. Like for me, I use the F word all the time. So I can see the F word 10 times in a post and not really think anything of it. You know, I can just be like, yeah, that looks legit. You're cool. But, you know, somebody else that was raised under more strict circumstances might look at and see the F word once and be like, oh, no, that can't go through. So really, who's regulating us?
0: Oh, yeah. And then the and on top of that, it's a private entity. On top of it all, it's fucking on the Internet. You know, I mean, it's international shit. And it's like, what is, uh, you know, like, I don't know, Big Brother, I guess, in these states or uh-huh. w- whether it be worldwide censoring from us? Because I heard I, I never knew shit. Dude, put it this way, dude. And I, you, you learn new shit every day. But like, dude, two years ago, I heard about the dark Internet. That There's mm-hmm. another Internet, like, unless, you, you know, like computer hacking or, you know, if you're if you ain't sav- savvy on that computer, you can't fuck with that shit so um yeah well and it's that's a whole you other other avenue. Kidneys and you that's can buy kidneys and that's what i'm saying yeah. this is a whole like you know an illegal fucking avenue an mm-hmm. illegal internet in essence mm-hmm. so what does the government let into you know by way now you know the internet's new or at least it's been like you know starting from aol like the mid-90s yeah it's pretty new 95 96 uh-huh. that's and, why uh, there's certain laws that you know there you they go, don't new even, laws yeah. yeah they fucking you know and it's a whole you know another avenue it's not like the fcc where they regular mm-hmm. radio or is that television as, as well um it's a whole fucking, uh, and uh, it's a whole nother fucking world, dude. And who, who, who's a person that's fucking really, uh, cutting that speech down?
2: Yeah. And, well, it's a lot of them, you know, On it's a, a lot of people that have their hands in the mix when it comes to that. And it does get a bit like, Let's let's actually see who these people are specifically. And that to me is a lot of what I think we as citizens should be focusing on more. It's kind of like, why do you want to control our speech? And why was Facebook so much freer back when it was first starting? And now all of a sudden it's got these rules. And every time you do an update in your phone, there's new terms of service. And that's, like, each time you do the update... Dude, it's, like, 10
0: pages. Have you seen the Apple ones? Oh, yeah. a 100 pages.
2: Well, you're agreeing to the terms of service. What are you
0: going to do? Not fucking use it and not agree and put it back in the store? You need that fucking shit now. yeah. What, are you going to vet your own shit, fucking uh, Thomas Edison? No.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It really is, like, that kind of, you know. So, I don't know. I just... I think people should use their collective power more towards stuff like that and then use... Government regulation Less when it comes to interacting with each other. Oh, yeah, dude instead of hiding behind those things It's like yeah, let's have some of these uncomfortable conversations. That's why I do what I do like you mentioned my podcast Unbothered by Ty Rivera soundcloud and <laughs> iTunes uh, and You mentioned my podcast and it's the reason that I do things the way that I do on social media and my podcast Because I feel like a lot of the things that I start the conversation for even if certain people are uncomfortable with them, I think they are important. And I think we do need to talk to talk about them. And I think after we talk about them, even if they're uncomfortable at the time, that will be better for having the conversations like that's the way. That's the reason I think that a lot of my black friends don't mind that I say the things that I do because I'm willing to have the conversation with them. And once we listen to each other, it's like they get me a little better and I get them a little better. And it's like, yeah, I support you. And I support what you're saying. I just don't support the way the movement that's representing you right now is saying it.
0: And that's one of the issues getting lumped up with within a group, dude. You know what I mean? Uh huh. You when you have really no say, it's like you know you really have to be an independent, or or else you're a fucking, you're a, as they say, you're a part of the fucking flock. You know?
2: Yeah, and that's why my thing. I'm right an individual. Left. I'm not. I'm not trying to be. I voted for Obama twice, and then I went for Trump this time.
0: Yeah, and that's another fucking people thing. Clicking people
2: clicking off right now. People, uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, man. yeah. But see, that's the thing,
0: dude. Like, I mean, regardless of the fact, I mean, I, people saying they're surprised he got elected. Mm-hmm. I was surprised when he started winning all those fucking primaries mm-hmm. with uh, within the own uh, uh, GOP fucking uh, candidates. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when he started legitimately beating all those dudes. You know. going... This shit's starting to get real. And I told people that, you know, you don't know, dog, fucking coming Tuesday. It might be that. Oh, that shit's in the back. No, man, that shit is sealed. And what happened? And it's not the thing. It's like, but for me, it wasn't too much of a shock because, and it's not even to sound arrogant, but, but, you know, after reading the paper for a certain amount of years, going to school, reading shit, just seeing how the world works, it's just the pendulum's fucking sliding to the other side.
2: Yeah, and I told these fools from the beginning. I
0: mean, there hasn't been too many blocks of uh, a certain um, uh, uh, party run in a long time, and I don't think it was going to be now. Now it's time. All right, with Bush, when that we had eight years of fucking, uh, um, uh, I didn't inhale, um that fool, you know what I'm saying? Now we got this shit, now it's floating back to the other side. And sometimes, just, I think it's it's more shocking. To me, it's more shocking to me that people were so shocked at him being elected that they're like, I guess uh not even concentrating they should be shocked on what's fucking going on now
2: yeah well people were so fr- like to me people were so disappointing with that whole situation
0: there's people that had like nervous breakdowns, oh, right there's yeah. <laughs> like there's like a, there's like a ailment great. name i mean know? like
2: you know it's been great uh, as far as being a, like because <laughs> Here's Epileptic seizures. Yeah, people were falling out. There was that one jumping out of windows. Woman in that was like, "No!" and crying. Like it was so stupid. But the thing with that situation was, I was telling people, "Look, this motherfucker keeps racking up these wins." And you guys keep trying to discount him, not realizing that what he's doing is figuring out strategy. And really, Bernie should have been able to run the board. And I've said this before. In
0: in which aspect?
2: Because his social media presence and the social media support was so strong.
0: That shit was fucking heavy as fuck.
2: That really what they should have done instead of going after Trump was, and this is just 100% my opinion, But what they should have done was 100% tried to take Hillary down right in the beginning. Take her out of the mix 100% just fucking take her down. By the time you get to Trump, you are a well-oiled machine and you know how to take somebody down via social media, which was like basically what Trump did. Trump was a lot of social media. He worked the shit out of social media and the regular media was paying attention like that. So if Bernie had been able, Bernie's supporters had really like concentrated their forces instead of going after Trump because in the beginning, Trump was a non-issue for them. Hillary was the first obstacle. It's like a video game. You're not going to get to the next level until you beat this level, so you need to concentrate on this level. And Hillary was the first level. Think about the playoff dog, not the Super Bowl. Exactly. Um, and I
0: think uh, also it was the team that uh the Trump had. I mean, he's a fucking uh he's you know real estate dude, whatever. He has a lot of money, you I know. Mean, whatever mm-hmm. the fucking thing about show me your taxes, about uh I have really seven billion, but he I'm saying I have nine. The thing is that motherfucker makes shit happen. What one thing that I think went un- unnoticed or. Well, I don't think people think about. it. Look at his team, like that dude Bannon and mm-hmm. that, that chick Conway. They come from um, media. They just come from the opposite side. They know how to crunch numbers, algorithms. They know, like, they had a certain person they could sell some shit and really rile some shit up, dude.
2: Yeah, well, Breitbart is there where you go, Bannon that news. comes from. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Breitbart is really good at getting your attention. You may not like what that's they say. That's
0: how I do. Think about to come to get on the map with motherfuckers like uh New York Times uh-huh. and the, like it takes some you got to be pretty crafty Wall Street Journal Fox News the, the, you know the big cats in yeah. whatever medium you know it takes it takes some craft dog yeah you but need, might need a witch or two
2: instead people were acting like oh, this is horrible and it makes no sense and why would he do that? Well, think about it logically. Take your emotions out of it, which is exactly what you've done and what you're saying. You know, like you've taken your emotions out of it and you're looking at it for what it is. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like Bannon. But you have to accept that he is very good at what he does. He's oh, there yeah, to dude. get your attention. He's there to make sure that your eyes are on whatever it is he's pushing. That used to be Breitbart, then it turned into Trump. Now, people talk shit about uh, George W. Bush. People say that he's, make it sound like he's the dumbest guy ever. Well, sometimes you can personally be the dumbest guy ever, but if you're smart enough to say, hey, do this shit for me, and you get to be the person in charge, are you really still the dumbest guy ever? Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, like
0: you're the president. That's another dude that's fucking, that, like, people get, and it's also too, Dude, like I mean, whether it comes from the left or the right, like the type of people that you get representing us or uh, us being a part of a fucking party or something, it's always like fucking the elite, dude, the rich, the fucking, yeah. and it doesn't matter, dude. Whether it's fucking it's days of kings and queens or fucking uh you know the shit that you keep seeing, dude. That's it. That's in essence. That's the way it is. So why even get all fucking caught up with Trump and all that shit? Because it, regardless if it was at four and somebody else the fucking same should be fucking cracking
2: and that's another thing people miss out on when they're like you know this wasn't the way this country was built this wasn't the way this country was supposed to be okay why don't we mention the fact that that wasn't the way that the country is supposed to be like technically we're supposed to be represented by people that represent us you know the, by people that actually well, people are living like we are But as soon as somebody gets into politics, they right away end up in Washington, D.C. So really, how much are they in their state? How much are they in their county? How much are they, you know, I mean, like when it comes to county and stuff like that, yeah, a lot of times they're still somewhat with you in the best neighborhood of the area you live in. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. So are they really representing you, which is not necessarily the everyday person? Because most people, when it comes down to it, aren't rich. Oh, fuck no. You know? But they're not living with you. They're not seeing what's happening in your neighborhood. That's what really bothers me when people try to tell me about, you know, people in like nicer areas will a lot of times try to tell me because a lot of times like we discussed the White liberal people that try to run shit.
0: In the end, it becomes where do you live, fucking like you know what I mean? As sad as it sounds, I don't go fucking jumping up and down with equality and all that shit,
2: dude. Well, you're in my area. You see what my area is. <laughs> so how many of them do you think really want to come down here? Like you want to write a blog about fucking catcalling? <laughs> come to this neighborhood. I got I get catcalled in this neighborhood regularly. Yesterday I got an official. Hey baby, you look good, cat call. <laughs> you boy. know what? It <laughs> felt pretty good, I gotta say. I don't know what I these bitches <laughs> are blogging about. Yeah, I was really like oh <laughs> this motherfucker dog. <laughs> and I wasn't even attracted to him, but it was like, you know, let me walk with a little more swish then. <laughs> 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 I need to have a little more attitude about myself. <laughs> You're killing me, though. <laughs> um. But you know, like you look at my neighborhood. But then you're going to have somebody that lives in like the Hollywood Hills try to tell me what it is I'm supposed to be going through and how I'm supposed to feel about certain things like illegal immigration and stuff like that. Well, when it comes down to it, people don't want to admit it. But there is a certain amount of crime that comes in with the good. And I do agree there's more good coming over than there is bad. I do agree with that. But at the same time, it's kind of like we. Kinda need to keep an eye on both and able to really reg in a- in order to be able to really regulate it.
0: Oh fuck yeah, dude! And um, it's just a thing too, man. That like, I mean, I don't know anybody that's been deported. I mean, not to say that I know everybody that's fucking here illegally, but uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't see. I think it's more. Everything's more hype than it actually is. You uh-huh. know what I mean? People really fucking. It's a dramatization of fucking. I don't know. Just you invoke that element of like fear and hysteria that's even perpetuated by people's posts and by what people say. You know, I don't think it's as dangerous as it may be, dude. You know what I mean? Just stay in stay in your lane. You know, try to be that good Christian as they say the man on the cross died for. Uh-huh. And that's it, you know, but people ain't really willing to take that other giving that other cheek. Motherfuckers are just waiting to fucking hit somebody back if you, you know, do something, you know
1: what I mean?
2: Well, uh, just look at the reaction. You know, they say that they're going to deport people that are doing bad things or have committed certain crimes. Right and then the first thing these dumb beaners do is start breaking <laughs> shit and it's like why would you do that now <laughs> you're making yourself one of the people that oh. they don't want in the country
0: oh dude totally you gotta fuck you're not abiding by that uh formal uh, um discourse dude.
2: yeah and uh, peaceful like you want to march through downtown LA that kind of stuff I get it 100% like I said I'm against the freeways but as far as these surface streets where I could just get around what it is you're doing if I need to a- actually be somewhere because I I get your cause and i'm not trying to disrespect your cause right and that's but freedom of speech day, too yeah. i got bills to pay so i gotta get places you know what i <laughs> oh, mean yeah, yeah. so as long as i can get around you i fully get like don't you fuck wanna with march my paper downtown yeah if you want to march downtown get it But don't break shit and also don't loot because as soon as people start looting, I feel like, did you really feel that way about the political climate or did you just need a new TV?
0: (laughs) Those fucking Jordan's dog were hollering at me.
2: That's what I'm saying. You know, so now you're hurting your own cause because you kind of it's kind of like when somebody acts like they're really hurt physically, you know, like in an accident or something like that. But then they hit you with a money offer and it's like, oh, were you really hurt or did you want your bills paid or did you want me to break you off some actual money? Because it seems like you just want money right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, do money shuts motherfuckers up, dog?
2: Yeah, it kind of clouds it at that point. I get wanting to have your medical taken care of, but when you're just like, if you give me $200 right now, we can just call it on this. It's like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I don't want it on my record, dog. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to report it. Which a lot of times I'm just gonna give you the two hundred dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, we're both fucking victims of the same hypocrisy, dude. But um, it's funny how motherfuckers take not take shit out of proportion because it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I really I don't, I don't know. I'm not I'm not bummed. I'm not like it's, it's not bubbing me out as much. It's, but to me it's like, fucking, dude. This was a fucking this was uh this was an option to the two things that we're basically flipping a coin. Mm-hmm. And the coin landed on another side, dude. And like uh, my whole thing was like, I just see, I don't know. It wasn't, it reminded me, but there wasn't too many cases. I don't know. uh, I only heard this one, but this dude that was dating a chick and she called her when Obama got elected the first time and she said, Hey, how you doing, mom? Just did you hear? She's all, I can't talk right now. And just like, it was it. know i'm saying but my whole thing is like well don't i don't know don't fucking blow it up like that dog and don't get mad when motherfuckers be talking shit and you can't defend the point dude i like i I guess i like fucking just you know foolish shit dude well hilarious shit and like fuck i i want to be like that motherfucker going dog fucking i'll stick to that shit dude but i can't say that shit motherfuckers be getting mad dog
2: (laughs) yeah and i can honestly tell you and i've said this before had hillary won I would not be going through any kind of emotional distress right now. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, that's who our president is. Whatever and it's funny
0: that you mentioned her because it's weird, man. This is the other thing that a lot of people didn't mention. That's why a lot of people were going for Bernie too. But after he got slayed or he got fucking mishandled or fucking bamboozled, everybody's like, fuck you, dog. I'm, I'm just not fucking around with this shit no mm-hmm. more. Fuck. Summertime. Get here. Um summertime is, get here <laughs> is, uh, is hillary dude she thought she had it in the bag dog. oh yeah she was like tweeting pictures of her like this is uh you know young two-year-old girl that was your first president like ballsy shit like she thought she had to get in the bag like again you got to respect them i guess from the hustle point of view more than bushes because that's the before you modern, modern examples because now they built their wealth with their speeches mm-hmm. in the foundation which is cool wherever they get their fucking money motherfucker i ain't mad at you get yeah, it no. but um my whole thing the whole thing and i'll tell you that outraged me more than fucking the angry orange was um that she thought she had it in the bag dog
2: she thought she had it in the bag and for me her people were That's so willing dude. to completely trust her and not question anything to do with her and not accept any of the facts see because here's another reason that i was like with the trump supporters <laughs> because Little rascal. You talk to the Trump supporters and they're at least willing to acknowledge that the bankruptcies did happen. You know, certain things, like pretty much anything I don't you give say a about. Fuck. And that's what it is. He's I don't not, give a fuck. He's not part of the system. I know. You know I mean? And you're right. And I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But when you tell a Hillary supporter her. about very, you know, what are facts with Hillary and Bill, then all of a sudden they get like, that didn't happen. That's just rhetoric. Okay. Well, I personally... My
0: enemies want to discredit me. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And I personally would rather have a president that we scrutinize every single thing they do than a president that that we blindly trust.
0: That's what's happening. He's just pushing it to the edge, seeing what he can get away with. And he found out what politics is. You can't really get what you want, you know... You just can't. You know, so now he's telling people but they're like just build that fucking wall and we'll be cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But whatever the fuck he's doing, he know he can't. He's not doing it, but the scrutiny on the other uh, part is part of the checks and balances that I guess the public gets uh, by way of fucking, the you know, journalism or whatever the fuck he's doing in groups that can fucking say, fuck you and fuck that. But one thing I was going to say, I thought that was shit was crazy about Hillary. She thought she was going to get shoot in. One thing I was going to mention is, uh, you know why she didn't get shoot in last time, which well, he was trying to fandangle her way to be the, the candidate when Obama won the first time, mm-hmm. is because she didn't, they didn't have enough money that time. You know that, right? He had fucking uh, our, uh, Ram Emanuel from Chicago, which is the biggest fucking uh, Democratic, uh, in the history of the Democratic Party, the biggest fundraiser at that point in time. And he was behind Obama. They're the ones that had the cheddar, David Axelrod, the strategists, you know what I mean? Um, and they outmaneuvered the Clintons because, you know, they didn't start getting their money in the, the speeches and the money they were making. They got scrutinized during this campaign that uh-huh. just happened because they didn't have that money back then. They were building, they are all, dude, This fucking brother did it with fucking the golden Jew. Well, fuck it. We're going to fucking we're going to have to get some paper ourselves. Use our fucking, you know, our star star power and, you know, their fucking uh, their uh, political leanings. And let's go to work. Let's start writing some speeches. Yeah. And that's the
2: other thing, like uh, this time they counted a little more a little too much on the celebrities. Dude, isn't that sad that you got you got like the top
0: selling artist of the time and you still can't get elected yeah and you know what's crazy too whether you want to believe it or not or not believe it or not it's fact but she was being investigated like a real investigation like dude put it this way if dude if, if that shit was happening to you you couldn't even run for the pta you know what i mean if you were a parent dude it's like people don't understand but like the thing is like you know she's uh an attorney she's skilled they got Fucking friends that are been in the game longer, know the game, know the system. Um, you know, super as long as you're not smart. convicted, as long as you know it's in the process of under investigation, looming our findings, keep doing what you're doing. And dude. then
2: once you get in there, you're the president, you shut it down. You yeah. know, and you're crazy? like, okay, we don't need to. Yeah. This and, isn't so important. <laughs>
0: and you know what? You know how shit works. If you see other presidents, the shit that they try to do, you can't call anything like um, hypocritical because it'll get push through like you know look at NAFTA for example that Clinton did look at the fucking crime bill that he did that mm-hmm. put so many brown fools uh, uh, behind bars and built so many fucking prisons that's regardless of rhetoric you know regardless <laughs> of Than being private or not you know look what that did but what are you going to do with certain amount of population you need fucking capitalism to keep going in different facets different avenues that's all related to the people that make fucking uh decisions like the president that could fuck motherfuckers up you know
2: see if more hillary supporters had talked like you (laughs) and then at the end said but this is why i still think that we should vote for her i would have been at least open to listening to them Yeah. But the fact that they tried to deny all that and act like it was just rhetoric and it's just stuff people say and it's deflecting, it's like, no. I'll go
0: further, dude. Like, just look at the people that were working for her campaigns to get paid. Look at the people that work for uh, certain politicians local in this area who get paid. Those are fucking jobs that, I mean, for the most part, and I'm I'm speaking generally, Uh not everybody has. And you have to, you know, I mean, and, you know, good for them, dude. It's like show business, whatever. More people you know, longer you've been in it, like, more the better you can maneuver whatever position you're in help your people but even shit like that is another little fucking club dog. yeah well the so fact whole, that her mean? and
2: the dnc were working together which we found out in the hacks you know that her and the dnc were really working against bernie together
0: Isn't that fucking? it's nice. kind
2: of like you can't even play fair with your own side yeah. but i'm supposed to trust you to be my president i'm supposed to trust you to handle this entire country and treat me fairly yeah, yeah how
0: but that reinforces what pretty much it got fucking um you know found out it reinforces people's uh the long-standing joke the long-standing belief that uh it's all crooked it's uh-huh. fucking um it's and it corrupt. bothers
2: me that everybody accepts that it well, bothers me that people are like you know well a politician like, is always going to be crooked. It? well maybe we should demand better from them
0: yeah that old lady says well, well what can you do you know what i mean like and, you know, when you start fucking, you know, a political action committee, like all that shit. And it all boils down to money. Dude. That's you know what, I
2: mean? what we should have had a fucking march over <laughs> both sides. And what do you think about the women's march? Too late, too soon? Well, there, the problem with Again. the women's march was they organized in big numbers. It was kind of like what happened with the election itself, because you organize in big numbers, but you don't have any real strategy. Now, we all knew since uh, W and Gore that the situation was or what you really need to work on is the electoral college like the popular vote. Why is it vote, still around? <laughs> yeah. The popular vote doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, it oh, doesn't. Yeah. And so it's the same with the women's march. Like, you had kind of a blind rage out on the streets, you know, people like going for this march. But when CNN and different news outlets would talk to the people individually and ask them what they were marching for, they didn't all have one cause. And in a lot of cases, people didn't even know why they were doing it. And then there were the people that were doing it basically just for instagram likes and that kind of stuff
0: oh yeah dude fucking pandering and shit. yeah
2: so it's like really you had no real point so what was the real purpose of organizing that many people if you're going to organize that many people i'll have one cause or two causes that you're really trying to make it known that this is what we're saying like because the fact that you know we're just not going to put up with sexism bitch shut up <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. that like it's. Everybody
0: uh, wants a voice, dog. Ah, dig.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> everybody needs one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but you know what, dude? Just a pl- platform of fucking uh that we have these days for all these keyboard warriors, warriors to join the side to fucking say something. You know what I mean? You know? Oh yeah. And some shit. Don't get me wrong. If you're trying to be funny, whatever. I I get it, dude. That's fucking cool. You're cute. You're clever. All that shit. You're a bad motherfucker, dog. That's fucking good on you. You figure it out. Fucking how to fucking make shit bump on social media. Cool. But you're going to be a dick or a crybaby. That's like suck a dick already. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to um, hear
2: it. I really don't when it comes to like the crying just for the sake of crying. Oh, I'm a constant victim. Shut up. Nobody cares.
0: And one thing, though, I mean, I liked and disliked about what the fucking outcome was or just the fucking shit in general the support for a uh, Homeboy was that um, it showed you how racist some motherfuckers were. Mm-hmm. And um, you're like, God damn, dude. But on the other hand, well, fucking at least fucking um, you can see that fucking it not only still exists, but I guess motherfuckers just fucking uh, ready to go. Dog.
2: Yeah, well, <sighs> see, but that's one of the good things to me is that the exorcism it's. Yeah, it's getting exposed and I think it's needed to be exposed because I think when we had a black president it made people feel like a lot of that was gone.
0: It's going to be all right.
2: Yeah. And it's always been there. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, and it's been festering and it's going to continue to fester. So eventually we got to look at
0: it. was a loud bark of, uh, back off motherfuckers. <laughs> like, I don't know, dude, I seen this video and I'm like, I'm trying to like on a, I don't I think it was a Huntington beach. there was a big old white dude, like an America fucking, um, um, a tank top, a hat, <laughs> I to get cracked with the Trump
2: yeah, flag not too long ago. And he's "Make out. my burrito, <laughs> motherfuckers!" But you know, you know, you know how
0: like Mexicans are, and they're being funny. A lot of them, dude, and I, you know. But it's like my whole thing is like, I'm not gonna go out there and fucking do that shit because, Dick, what are you gonna really change? You can change by doing, go in your little community and voting, and you know, cleaning up the neighborhood. You really want to help kids out? Fucking teach them how to read and fucking let's start from the bottom up and do some shit. Let's not throw money at it or like uh, an Instagram at it or whatever the fuck. But um, yeah, dude, I was just like, God <laughs> damn, motherfuckers are riled up. And also too, like Mexican Americans, dude, they're like my age, um, you know, they have parents that were like uh, immigrants from Mexico, uh uh-huh. um, and uh, illegally undocumented or mm-hmm. whatever you way you want to put it. I prefer to say undocumented. You know, um, you got to be documented in unless in order to get registered for a crime. So I mean, I guess you know we can go that way. But that's my opinion. But um. Uh, fuck, fuck, forgot what the fuck I
2: was going to say. You were talking about Mexicans that are like. Oh, dick.
0: Uh, thank you very much. You saved the day time, Um That's what I'm here for cops dude and go be like dude but and because the thing is i guess you get racist when you become a cop right you start figuring out that most of the people in the areas i mean i don't know dude i mean but most motherfuckers have been fucking racist as fuck against mexicans (laughs) themselves against gang uh banger uh type mexicans or fucking sas or uh thugs whichever way you want to put it against illegal immigrants or undocumented uh immigrants uh and they get all crazy dude like i mean i think that's a code for cops you know what i mean it's crazy you know what i mean and being uh mexican not being black and being and not being white i don't know if you have to prove yourself or really go fucking these motherfuckers are pieces of shit or whatever the fuck, And you got to fight your way to the top in that fucking um
2: i think a lot attitude. of that comes from the attitudes that people of color are raised having towards police in the first place though and i think that that feeds into it as well because I was raised, when I when I was little, my mom was always very much like, um, wave to the police officer, wave to the police. And so, like, I used to always wave to the police. I was always told that if anything ever happened, I was supposed to run to the police. If a stranger ever tries to get you, you run to the police. And so I was always raised having a good attitude about the police. When I got older, I saw kind of the shitty side of the police, which did bother me because you know I was like yeah that wasn't what the way you were supposed to be but um,
0: getting fucked with by police as a youth and shit yeah but harassed in essence
2: but because I was willing because I always had a good attitude towards them first I think that's helped me out a lot in life So even when there's bad ones, it's kind of like I still in my head think of them as supposed to be good.
0: Yeah. So you uh, answered cordially or like, you know, responded uh, politely. And then on the receiving end, they fucking were jerks. Yeah. there's always some bad apples.
2: Yeah, but for the most part, cops have been very good to me. I've had I've been let go a sp-
0: lot, dude. But I mean, I when they motherfucking when they come up, I fucking act polite and shit. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I'm like I'm trying to get away with it high and like not tricks that I learned from white people, or whatever. It's just my parents going, listen, motherfucker, you don't want to get your ass beat, whatever. Don't be doing don't be doing shit this wrong. Just stay in your lane and you'll be cool. Yeah. Or don't get caught. I'm not going to tell you how to fucking do it. Just don't get whatever the fuck you do.
2: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the other thing. I also have parents that don't put up with a lot of that shit for me. Like um, when I was younger, there was a, a minute there where I was going to jail a bit, you know, and I um, my parents. have. I'm had, bothered more like undiscovered by Ty <laughs> Rivera. <Robert. laughs> my parents have uh, always Dog had passion, a call block on their phone. And so, and that was the thing
0: to let you know that if you ever go to jail, you're never gonna fucking.
2: Well, it was just because they didn't like getting collect calls, like from you family know, too and shit. Yeah, no collect calls at our about house. 20 they, bucks. Yeah, it wasn't about, you know, jail because like they've had it forever, you know. And so, uh, so one time I was talking to my mom and I was like, uh, I had just gotten out of jail and I was like, mom why don't you take the collect call block off the phone i was like you know when i go to jail then i have trouble getting a hold of you and then my mom looks at me and she's like well don't go to jail <laughs> and to this day they have a collect call block on their phone it's just <laughs> the way it is in our house you Keeping know
0: Keeping it 100 at the rivera household yeah and where were you from different. originally arizona right yeah
2: born and raised and, and that
0: Chicano stuff that got told to you as a kid was that by your folks, mom and dad, or your dad more, or what?
2: Both, my mom and, and dad.
0: Uh, were they like soldiers in that movement, or do they? Or what were they doing like with that shit? Like, my, or they just you know fucking were aware of it? My dad was active in
2: the movement when we were when he was younger, but then you know after. He had all of us, you know, him and my mom. Then there's not a lot of us. It's just me and my three sisters. But he had to concentrate on making sure that he was in school and doing the stuff that he needed to do. So at a point, he had to fall away from the movement because he needed to pay bills and take Take care care of us. And my mom has always been a, a housewife. You know, when he met her, she was going to school for something. But, you know, we're... Our family is more traditional, and I know some people don't get that and aren't down with that these days, but it was just always going to be like my mom was going to be a housewife and my dad was going to be the breadwinner. And so with that being the case, you don't have time for a lot of the extracurricular and to be part of a movement when you're trying to make sure that you take care of your wife and your three kids or four kids at a different point.
0: But growing up, they were uh, they were you know giving you guys this, the rundown of what it's like, what they did we can do
2: yeah and they wanted us to have every opportunity that we could possibly have so they really did a life put
0: better than theirs not that there was a bad but just to keep it going
2: and that's what it was yeah and let's get to the next you know so they didn't they didn't um they didn't want us to be bad they didn't want us to be caught up in any of the kind of you know or raised in the projects or because like my mom uh her family was from the projects in phoenix and uh then my dad his family was from a neighborhood that's, they tried to make a historical, like, Chicano neighborhood or Latino neighborhood.
0: As of late or what?
2: Yeah, more okay. recently. But um, to be honest, the airport wanted to buy the property. So a lot of us are just like. Mm. Fuck it. Well, G- gave get in get into
0: that cloud and that money you get cloud. Way more
2: than you're supposed to get ah, from dude. the house and the land. And it's just, yeah, that was
0: great. Gave in.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And we like Cuba even, Gooden Jr. Show me the money motherfucker. Our brother. our oh, family didn't rough. even think twice. We were like historic neighborhoods. <laughs> Shut up. Well, let me get <laughs> fucking plow through these memories. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> bulldoze it and that and that's the thing man like they just want to be they wanted a better life like you know in essence be good people good americans mm-hmm. contribute to the fucking system let me get a fucking fair shot at this shit for my family and shit. speak Let's the
2: language it. speak it well so you can get ahead so you can get a good job i mean like you know i'm so thankful for that i because i didn't stay in school i did at a point drop i dropped out after ninth grade you know
0: and what the fuck were you doing like getting caught up in shit
2: I just didn't I just didn't Well what For the police And stuff yeah. like that Oh it was always drop it, stuff it like led to dropping DUI and, and drinking So
0: you're and, an outright Crazy motherfucker
2: Yeah well when I was younger
0: You just said fuck it Or what got you to say fuck it and,
2: No I just had a fun life
0: You just didn't give a fuck
2: Yeah and like, But you
0: wanted to have fun
2: And me and my and friends fun? partied And I always knew That there was a certain point Like uh, you know Like there's certain shit You just don't do Like murdering people Like <laughs> you know Blackmail Like anything you're gonna Go to jail for forever (laughs) That kind of shit, but all this like little fun stuff. Like if you, when I was younger, if you got DUI, and and I know some people would be like, you know, DUI is so dangerous. Shut up! Everybody's fucking drink and drive. I don't care who you are. You've you drink. Even if you didn't get caught, you fucking, fucking done. Last night,
0: <laughs> nah. well, there you go. Dick.
2: And now I really don't drink. So when I was younger, I just lived more of a party life, and every once in a while, you know, um, I'd have a boyfriend that we would both get crazy and end up like getting drunk and getting some like you know domestic dispute. But like at that time, like now, it's like domestic violence. But in that time, it was just Piss two fighting. dudes fighting. <laughs> I come from that generation again.
0: Isn't that fucking nuts, dude? Yeah, they're like, dude, like, god damn,
2: dog. And there was no perception, dog. There was no real victim, like when we <laughs> were doing it. You know what I mean? Because we were just we had a
0: weigh in and shit. We were just <laughs> two referee. dudes fighting. It really
2: was just like you know, all right, well, we got to settle this. <laughs> <laughs> and so like you know uh, one time it was domestic property damage and on. it was really you know that one the cop like the it, a lot of stuff that I got in trouble for got thrown out anyway because it was more the cops just trying to prove their point than <laughs> uh than really wanting to like fuck us over like we uh, one time I was with my first boyfriend we got arrested for domestic property damage which is breaking your own shit which is what we were doing <laughs> You know, we were breaking the shit in our apartment because we were in this You huge- guys went
0: to jail for that? Yes. God damn.
2: But Man. it really was just the cops wanted us to stop because first they showed up and they told me to leave and they told him to fucking stop breaking shit and then my cousin was there and my cousin's super ghetto and so my cousin was like... Tell him to leave, you know, Holmes. Like being loud and obnoxious and... So the cops arrested him. Then my boyfriend was like, and the cops had already told me to leave, right? Took the whole
0: family, though. But I was
2: waiting in the, the, like, there was this vacant lot. And I was, like, walking extra slow in the vacant lot. So when I was done, I could just go back to my apartment. But the cops had told me to leave. They were like, (laughs) just leave. And so when they, because my cousin had escalated the situation because of his own behavior and his own stupidity. And so then the cops slammed him against the side of the the building and went to handcuff him. And then uh, my boyfriend at the time was like, "That's fucked up. You're just gonna arrest him like that? Like really?" He was just. And then the cop was like, "You know what? That is fucked up that we're just arresting him like this. You know what? Yeah, we're gonna arrest you too." <laughs> the and you? then all of a sudden they flashed the light into the vacant lot of where I am, and they're like, "Hey, stupid!" <laughs> <Go> <laughs> and, over they here. Got and so they took all three of us to jail. And, you know, but really. I had it up to here. Looking back on it, and even when we were in jail and the next day and whatever, like, really, in my head, I was like, yeah, we were wrong in the way that we handled that. I should have just went in and left. I should have took my cousin Brian with me. I should have, you know, left my boyfriend there at the time and clean up the, let him clean up the mess and whatever else, come back the next day or whatever. But just get out of there. That's what we should have done. So they took us to jail just to teach us a lesson. Then okay. when I went to court over it, they were like, yeah, this is not a charge. Like, the fact that you're being charged with breaking your own stuff that's not something we're gonna do anything about so they were like you know just get it together guys i mean like me and my <laughs> boyfriend went to jail went to court together you know like it was that kind of situation so there was no you guys
0: one a show of beach with
2: an attorney yes yeah, so there was <laughs> no one to press a charge i mean <laughs> animosity it was like, down the hall i was like i'm not pressing a charge he's not pressing a charge so we're we're technically we're back together so what the fuck you know so it was always stuff like that and like really all of my stuff when it comes to me getting in trouble was all like fun party stuff (laughs) so you know sometimes people look at it like you know and let's see there were like occasionally like a fight at a club but even that's like fun party stuff to me
0: (laughs) hell yeah every now and then you gotta fucking throw some chingasos dog (laughs)
2: Once in a while, <laughs> yeah, you try to try. Like now, I'm get I'm getting older, and I don't mind that, you know. And like the thing is, I know that like the older you get, the less you should put your hands on anybody, or anybody should put their hands on you. But you know, I can't say I'm hundred percent above it and out of it. You know, there's every once in a while one of these motherfuckers comes at me sideways, and I'm like, you know, I could just bust you in your fucking mouth and not have to deal with this fucking conversation. <laughs>
0: You guys don't know, ladies and gentlemen, Ty <laughs> Rivera over here training like a Navy SEAL and shit. <laughs> fucking ready to get set off like Queen Latifah and shit. That's fucking tight, though. Um, well, how the fuck did you end up in LA, dog? Was it stand-up?
2: Stand-up only. I you, wouldn't Did you come here, like,
0: curiously? Or, like, did you already have a plan? Like, what the fuck? Uh, Jamie Masada told me to. Where did you guys fucking bump heads at?
2: Uh, I went to his club, the fr- like, on a... Cause I was planning on moving to la anyway because i started doing stand-up and i had terrible stage fright and i looked at chuckle monkey at the time which was the oh, site everybody went yeah um and it's funny I'm trying,
0: to, I'm trying to hold back and do this i'm trying to hold back on doing a jamie masada impression <laughs> you know body. how everybody does it yeah there you just go just do it Vadi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Vadi, uh but uh, yeah and so uh i looked at chuckle monkey and i realized that the places that had the most opportunity for doing open mics would be L.A. and New York and I knew that I'm not good at being away from my parents like that so I wasn't going to move to New York and L.A. is like a five six hour drive to Phoenix and so I was like okay then it looks like L.A. is a place I'm going to have to go and so the first place I went not knowing anything was the Laugh Factory. I had called and asked about their open mic and they said it was three minutes clean And, you know, to have a three minute set prepared, the person on the phone had told me that, like, you know, they were like, it's three minutes clean, have a three minute set prepared. And so I was like, "Okay." And so I came up with my three minutes clean. I um, like showed up at the lab factory. I had also read somewhere or heard somewhere that you had to be there super early. So I got there like one or two in the afternoon. Um, and then I sat there all day until you signed up at 6, I think it was. And then you leave from 6 to 7. or you they can made the leave. list. Yeah, from 6 to 7 so that you can do your thing uh like get freshened up real quick or whatever so i went into that you know got freshened up a little bit went back to my i think i was staying at a motel six or a hotel or i don't remember oh, so you
0: you didn't even come out here come out here you drove out here just to see what's oh, up Oh, i
2: remember where i was staying i was staying at the la cienega and right there in west hollywood damn dude the heart of the city right there yeah i want because you know i all i knew was west hollywood being gay you know
0: all i knew <laughs> this fool and it was uh um you already had a routine. You you've been up before, or this is you you've never been on stage, or what the fuck?
2: I'd been on stage probably like four or five times at really? the most. So you at came that out time. here that
0: you started out here then.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: You didn't come here seasoned or nothing? no? Not at all. You started from the. I had in. terrible
2: stage fright, like Jamie. That's why um, I knew that I must have something, because <laughs> you know Jamie um, was like because. Uh, Back then, Jamie used to sit in the corner and watch everybody during the open mic. Now he doesn't do that anymore. Not upstairs, right? On the bottom. Downstairs in the little right there where the light is. You know, like right underneath the light, basically. He used to sit right there. And he would watch your whole set, and then afterwards, everybody would upstairs, go upstairs. He would talk to and you, and then he would give you notes. I
0: did that shit once, and he just told me, "You need more time on the stage, buddy."
2: Yeah, well, he told me he I was, was like, "Fuck, you like, didn't get a showcase." He was Suck. like, "You're a very good writer." He was like, um, yeah, I, didn't "I get none of that." I really think you're a good writer, and then he was like, "He was like, where do you live?" And I was like, "In Arizona," and then he was like, "He was like, buddy, you need stage time." and i was like i was like yeah i know and then he was like he was like he was like stage time stage time stage time and then he was like are you moving to la and then i said i plan to and then he was like he was like when are you moving here and i was like in the next 3 or 4 months and then he was like move here as soon as possible get on stage as much as you can i'll see you in 4 weeks
0: and then fucking boom
2: and then I moved to LA and I never hit him up. And then Are you serious? <laughs> I never came back. Uh, or I never went back to the Laugh Factory like like you know for like maybe 2 years or whatever cuz I knew I just had to get stage time and I knew I had terrible stage fright.
0: How long was that time that period from that moment till when you came back to LA to live? And it's pretty much start, I guess.
2: Oh, it had to be like two months. I don't think it was.
0: even. Oh, really? So You were like you hopped into it. Oh,
2: yeah. I'm well, you know, once somebody like Jamie Masada tells you that, you know, you should really be here. And then like there was a part of me after I moved here that was like, maybe he was just saying that. And then but then a lot of people told me, yeah, he didn't even talk to me that much. Then when I did get into the showcase process, um, you know, because I did end up doing the showcase showcases for two years before I became a Laugh Factory regular um then a uh, gay magazine genre i think it was or no instinct magazine was doing a like a little write-up on me a couple years back right. and um they wanted to talk to jamie about me and jamie told them so many things about me that i didn't even think he remembered like about my like showcase process and when I first came to LA and how nervous I was and how he told me to come here. So he really did like take an interest in me. Oh yeah, dude. And you know, when I was in the showcase process and I've said this before, but I think that a lot of people need to hear it or as many people need to hear it as possible is that when I was in the showcase process, he was very active in um like shaping my act at that point and telling me what it was he wanted to see for me and I knew that I could do whatever I wanted when I was at the open mics and stuff like that but when I was at the laugh factory these particular things were the things that he wanted to see from me at that time so I really made sure to do the things that he would tell me to do on each showcase and and he really did help me a lot in, like, shaping my act and that kind of stuff. And As I, a guiding tool? Yeah. And I and then when he did that interview, because he stayed on the phone with them, because the, the girl told me later on that he stayed on the phone with them for an hour and a half. God damn, dude. Yeah, telling them about specifically things about me. And, like, some of the stuff she told me, she was like, obviously we can't use all of it in the article. She was like, but, fool wrote a book. She was like, I thought it might be nice <laughs> for you to know that he actually actually cares this much or knows this much about you and she started telling me little things and i was like i didn't even remember that or you know is that kind of yeah
0: i don't have a relationship with that dude other than like that's what he told me when i did that shit and we're going back fucking 15 years ago dog yeah we um,
2: very rarely talk anymore and
0: um and me being a, a a pest control guy but him not knowing me as a comic, working for Armando, going in there taking care of rats, dude. Like, oh, buddy, there's a rat that came during Tim Allen set, buddy. Oh, the crowd. But it's like, motherfucker, you don't want to pay to cover up the holes. <laughs> but, you know, you know, we gave you a proposal, dog. I ain't throwing you in the bus. This is true shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love how you go into, like, that mode. You're like, you're almost yeah, talking up through your podcast. We gave you a proposal, dog. Yeah, it, <laughs> you it's like, dude, it's like, because you don't like
0: You know, because, and I'm not talking shit about the dude i mean he's dude they fucking um dude they've given me a fucking cold ass beer after i was done working and i've done stand-up there days you know latino nights but i don't give a fuck you give your time to shine but uh you know the only fucking what is it the only uh what the defense defamation of the truth i'm not like saying shit you know and it's not his building per se it's you know the whole thing that's attached as a whole I don't know what I'm fucking getting off on. That's, you know. I think
2: that's all his building. I think he owns the whole... The block? Yeah, that I think he owns Hyde really? and uh, what's it called, too. I'm not 100%, but yeah, I cause, believe uh, so. I Because it all bleeds into each other, right? Yeah. I
0: guess there's a certain history with the Laugh Factory, too, that it was owned by Groucho Marx at the time, or used to be, because that's where all that memorabilia comes from, the, a lot of that old shit. That. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't really know. And I don't, like I said, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, know that he owns
2: the whole building. I yeah. really do think, though. But the I heard MP. it started
0: in a little corner and then, like, he fucking, little by little, started making it fucking, you know. It was working a tiny as, nothing. Yeah, cup. working as nothing with the city and the mayor and, like, getting little awards, involved in civic duties, like, really making his fucking presence known around the community and, uh, you know. Yeah, and that's why the he's so city good at to large. like
2: the, um, the comics the, like, that helped him build it, you know, because a lot of people were working for free or nothing. Which was kind of the way it was at that time. But also, they didn't have to work his club. So people oh, yeah. would work his club as favors. So that's why, you know, like Paul Mooney and some of the others. That, that's right, motherfuckers. Like, I s- helped that nigga. I helped that nigga with his club. <laughs> that's so that good Paul still, Mooney. That nigga
1: still don't pay... Uh,
0: but I go by there on uh, Thanksgiving, motherfuckers, just to give me
2: a little meal. Yeah, Thanksgiving, he fucking... <laughs> one time I performed you with know, Paul oh, Mooney man. on Thanksgiving at the Laugh Factory. Last and time I
0: seen him was there, dude, like two years ago. It was ago. so
2: funny when this, like, uh, one of the homeless guys, like, started shouting out during his set. And Paul Mooney was just like, shut the fuck up. He was like, you know what? It, you know those pills they give you? You're supposed to actually take them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: genius oh dude that is fucking hilarious and you know what think about like he like asked for i guess dude i don't know what the fuck but you know to have fucking your presence and dude to know all right now that's the motherfucker with that fucking uh silver bullet is after 9-11 i think it was a day we went to the comedy store and uh, he was on stage wearing like fucking dude it was, like white pants but like it was like white pants but not like cotton like denim but like uh, cloth, like and then like a shawl type, and his little his little beanie to the side, all white dog, like fucking like like a little Muslim. But yeah. he, he told the audience in uh he was sitting there on the chair and it was packed because usually back then the comedy store wasn't packed dog. Mm-hmm. It was all like isolated and shit, you know. Oh yeah, the Dice Man will be coming through and mm-hmm. like, but. And I mean, you be just hanging around with fucking like Felipe and I will do Ivan Quare and my homie Vinny. And uh, he'd be all, yeah, that's right, America. Uh, the whole time you're looking for uh, the land nigga when you should have been going after the sand nigga. <laughs> dude, fucking I broke that place apart. And I was like fucking after 9-11, dude. So yeah, man. It's a bad motherfucker right there, dog. Shout out to Paul Mooney, dog. Paul Mooney. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, man, fuck, dude. We fucking, we we fucking, we, I'm, we barely even scratched the surface, but we had a good one, dog. So, yeah, it's
2: been a good chat.
0: Oh fuck yeah, dude. So fucking dude, one twenty one, dude. Oh
2: good, dude,
0: yeah. Fucking other than that, Ty Rivera, I can't thank you enough, dude i mean dude fucking we'll do this again dude thank you very much for no thanks for coming
2: by and making it easy for me to do your podcast oh fuck yeah dude i (laughs) do
0: like all 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 these motherfuckers are just like i mean i've been fucking slacking a little bit because i've been fucking on the road and like and a lot of it fucking you know fucking comes with fucking time and like you gotta you gotta make it happen yeah if if, you know like you're saying what were you doing fucking today was a good day fucking i was able to take care of some work you did you fucking you gotta be productive because you gotta fucking get yourself booked you gotta get yourself out there you gotta who the fuck's gonna do it for you you know what i mean there's a lot of fucking shit you gotta fucking do as a soldier in this fucking game, dude. So uh, thank you so much. Dog.
2: Yep, keep it up, Rodrigo.
0: And uh, who the fuck, uh, who the fuck, how in the fuck could people get a hold of you?
2: Go to America's Favorite <laughs> I'm not joking, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> America's Favorite and you'll find everything to do with me. Or if you can't remember, America's Favorite Fag.com. Then you can just type Ty Rivera any way you want to in Google and Google would be like, do you mean this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Arizona's finest. And uh, your uh, Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook? At Ty Rivera is on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Ty Rivera, uh, Instagram, official Ty Rivera. But like all of that, they can just go to my website and they'll find it, Little America's americasfavoritefag.com. Fuck yeah,
0: dude. Thank you so much, dude. Fucking uh, have a wonderful weekend, dog. Keep shining. Thanks, Thanks for doing Thanks, you this. too, sir. Yeah, man. Yo, thank you very much for checking out this episode with Ty Rivera. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please don't forget to comment on iTunes. Don't forget to comment on SoundCloud. Don't forget to comment on PodBay or Stitcher or wherever you listen to the Yeah Man podcast. All that stuff helps. Thank you very much. Uh, If you guys want some Yeah Man t-shirts, I printed some more. And I only print, um, what do I print? Like I print half a box, 72. So that's what, 35 plus 136 shirts uh, um, uh, printing, you know. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, send me, um, um, info. You can DM me through uh, Twitter or Instagram or hit me up on Facebook and uh, I'll hook you up. Uh, check out my blog on tumblr and that's under rodrigo torres and every uh, t-shirt you get a sticker with the order dude and mad love for uh, doing that and you guys have a wonderful rest of the week man and we will have another podcast up next week dude we're pumping these up i'm stepping it up all that shit and we're still gonna do one where we do a week i'm gonna do seven days straight of podcasts. i still got a lot of friends i gotta talk to a handful of comics and that's how we do it man up here in uh up here in, um, Arizona. It's not even that hot this time. You hear a fucking jet going above. What the fuck is happening? World War Three! Oh, my God. The world's gonna end. Margot
1: Manischewicz. <laughs> yeah, Margot Manischewicz. That's, uh, that's a cousin of mine. Yeah, Freddy. Fred Stoller here. Please, uh, check out my book. Uh, yeah. Fred Stoller. That's my book. Uh... Uh yeah, my book. I got a new book out. Yeah, Fred it's you can go to net. I also have a book uh it's uh maybe we'll have you back. Yeah. I got a movie on Netflix called Fred and Vinny. Yeah. Please check it out. Everybody, you can get a hold of me uh on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. You can get a hold of me on Twitter, Facebook. And uh, all the avenues, Instagram, Rodrigo, I'm on Instagram, right?
0: (laughs) So check out uh, Fred's uh, new book uh, titled Five Minutes to Kill, How the HBO Young Comedian Special Changed the Lives of 1989's Funniest Comics. It's a Kindle single, and you can get it on Amazon.com. You can also go to uh, Felipe's World.com and go through the Amazon window to give a couple dollars to the other player. And that's right, man. It fucking highlights uh, the 1980s and 90s HBO's annual Young Comedian specials. And it was the ultimate launching pad for emerging comics looking to break into the world of show business. And that's by uh, Fred Stoller. Five Minutes of Kill. Uh, And get that, man. So thank you very much for listening to the Yeah Man podcast. Everybody will be back with shout outs next week. Please, uh, any emails you guys want to send me, you can go ahead and send me at uh yeah yeah man podcast at gmail dot com and fucking uh we're gonna keep on fucking uh moving forward thank you so much keep shining and check out this tune peace and love and happiness <laughs> later bye love you